Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Over the weekend, all eyes were diverted from the Amazon schism when word came out that Francis had allegedly denied the divinity of Jesus Christ during an interview with Law Republica editor Eugenio Scalfari. Yeah, that Scalfari, the same one who pretty much every year bequeaths to the world an interview with Francis filled with strange quotes and heterodox-sounding quotables, emphases on the secular issue of the day, and very little said about the faith itself. Francis' statement is, like the rest, given the kind that cause outrage and scandal, and like the rest, earned a swift and confusing response from the poor souls who work in the Vatican press office. I say poor souls because that's a job I definitely would not want to have. Anyway, I sat down to do this video yesterday, for yesterday, Monday, like I mentioned in the comments on one of my weekend videos, but delayed production because on this because I don't want to make just another boy am I outraged and you should be too video on the subject. Instead, I wanted to bring you something that looks at the, briefly anyway, at the history of this problem. And yeah, it's a problem because it turns out that Francis and Scalfari have made these strange kind of statements and had them come out of their conversations a total of nine times since 2013. That's a lot of scandal caused by one curious friendship. In fact, it's happened so often that something else Francis said recently came to mind. The presumed pontiff said that he likes confusion. That when speaking about the scandals and confusion caused by the Amazon Synod, he apparently was overheard telling someone that he wants confusion. So let's keep that in mind and also remember the supernatural source of ambiguity and confusion. One benefit of delaying this was that apparently Steve Skojek at, over at 1 Peter 5 noticed the same pattern that I did, that Francis and Scalfari have done this dance many, many times. Consider this idea. The timing. Francis didn't say this absurd comment over the weekend. He's alleged to have said it during a previous interview with Scalfari, and it was just rather conveniently released to the public at the same time we find out that women are already in formation for the permanent diaconate in South America. An admission from one bishop at the Synod that was overlooked by most of the commentary class and by the media in light of the scandal caused by the weird release of that statement. Curious, isn't it? So, with that said, and with the recognition that this pope admits that he likes confusion and uses the same strategy as the father of lies, let's take a look at the statement in question first. Over the weekend, or maybe on Friday, it came out that Francis had denied the divinity of Jesus Christ to his weird 95-year-old atheist friend and editor of La Republica, Eugenio Scalfari. Or I should say allegedly, given who we're talking given, given talk about Scalfari here. The exact same was this, which I'll quote directly from an article on the subject from CNS. Quoting that article, Pope Francis's longtime atheist friend and interviewer Eugenio Scalfari claims the Pope told him that once Jesus Christ became incarnate, he was a wise, he was a man, a man of exceptional virtues, but not at all a god. End quote. End quote. Pretty scandalous. 
CNS goes on to quote the JP2 edition of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which says this of the divinity of Christ. Quote, The unique and altogether singular event of the incarnation of the Son of God does not mean that Jesus Christ is part God and part man, nor does it imply that he is the result of a confused mixture of the divine and the human. He became truly man while remaining truly God. Jesus Christ is true God and true man. During the first centuries, the church had to defend and clarify this truth of faith against the heresies that falsified it. End quote. It's apparently from paragraph 464 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And there you have it, right? Maybe, but let's put this in context in the context of his long, weird friendship with Scalfari. And this is where I make a request of anyone who wants to maybe assist with a little research. Scalfari and Francis are said to be longtime friends by all accounts, including their own. Are there any La Republica interviews or other interviews elsewhere between the two of them that predate this pontificate? I haven't seen anybody looking for this stuff yet. I'm not literate in Italian, so I can't really do much with their online archives, and the translation, the automatic translation feature of Google doesn't help all that much. This might be worth looking into because there should be more in that publication than merely the nine statements we know about already. But before we do, it's worth noting that the Vatican released several denials of these statements, each more forceful than the last. But you knew that already because they've denied Scalfari's statements several times in the past already. But it is worth noting here that they didn't deny every statement that Scalfari made. Speaking of those denials, like I said, I and Skojic separately had the same idea at the same time, to look at the history of these scandal-causing statements. Skojic apparently works faster than I do on these things, and so hats off to him for finding these statements quickly. Let's take a trip down bad memory lane together, shall we? And we're going to have a look at some bad statements that caused scandals since literally from the beginning. First, in 2013, Francis is said to have told Scalfari, quote, The most serious of the evils that afflict the world these days are youth unemployment and the loneliness of the old. Yeah, okay. The old need care and companionship. True. The young need work and hope. Also true. But have neither one nor the other. And the problem is that they don't even look for them anymore. They have been crushed by the present. You tell me, can you live crushed under the weight of the present? Without a memory of the past, without the desire to look ahead to the future, by building something, a future, a family, can you go on like this? This, to me, is the most urgent problem that the church is facing. End quote. Scalfari also said at the time that Francis declined to try to convert Scalfari, calling that solemn nonsense. He's a 95-year-old atheist, or at that time would have been 88, I guess. The Vatican quickly denied that Scalfari accurately represented what the Pope said. In 2014, we were gifted two bad statements, first in July, then in October. In July 2014, the pontiff spoke about the merciful nature of Christ and how at the last minute mercy can be given to the most hardened of sinners. This made headlines because it came around the same time that the pontiff excommunicated the mafia, which people at the time praised, but in hindsight may have been unwise to do. In October of that year, Francis allegedly told Scalfari that the truth is relative, and embraced relativism while at the same time denied the use of the term relativism as a political term. The Vatican, as you guessed, denied Francis said that. In 2015, there were three statements made, but the one that Skojak highlights is worth revisiting, and it's the following statement. Quote, The diverse opinion of the bishops is part of this modernity of the church and of the diverse societies in which she operated, but the goal is the same, and for that which regards the admission of the divorce to the sacraments, it confirms this principle has been accepted by the synod. 
of the family. This is this is bottom line result. The de facto appraisals are entrusted to the confessors, but at the end of faster or slower paths, all the divorce will who ask will be readmitted. End quote. Later, the world was cursed with a morse Laetitia, a document upon its implementation allowed for the most holy sacrament of the altar to be profaned by adulterers. That quote turned out to be true on four separate occasions to quote Skojek, quote, among the other controversies that have arisen from their interaction, Scalfari reported on four separate occasions, once in 2018, twice in 2017, and once in 2015, that Francis held a bizarre eschatology in which there was no hell and the souls of the unrighteous would be annihilated, end quote. As Skojic points out, the Vatican didn't correct those statements at all. Certainly, those in the Catholic media did, and in fact, it was those statements in particular that caused an increasing number of normal Catholics and some of the higher-profile ones that we know about today to stop defending him and to instead defend the faith. Instead of recounting every single tiresome statement allegedly made by Francis de Scalfari, in addition to confusion, I want you to consider another concept. That concept is the idea of the trial balloon. We can define that concept as a concept or idea that is, so to speak, floated out in the public to see how it will be received. It's a favorite tactic of the politicians, one that is often used by politicians of any political flavor without principles or without wide support for a potentially controversial policy. Simply look to political discourse today in the United States or Europe and you'll see it employed all the time. The statement by Scalfari about sacrilegious Holy Communion is a perfect example of this. In our decadent age, the laity want nothing more than what the rest of the world wants. In this age of faithlessness, the world wants faithless and easily dissolvable marriages with no consequences for those who commit the homicide of divorce. And the church under Francis has embraced it, largely with little real resistance save for a dubia issued and a few bishops refusing to implement what Francis called the correct interpretation of the ambiguous passages of Amoris Laetitia. And that all begs a question. Given that the history of Scalfari's statements are a mixed bag of corrections issued by the Vatican and pure silence, what do the players here have to lose? Francis will lose nothing save for the support of the more traditionally minded bishops and laity, who largely don't support him anyway, while Fra Scalfari, being an atheist, only could lose his reputation. As Skojic points out, Francis could, with a simple snap of his fingers, destroy Scalfari's reputation, and rather easily, I might add, by simply going in front of the cameras reciting the Athanasian Creed, reaffirming the divinity of Christ, issuing an apology for his statements, and publicly denouncing his then-former friend for sowing sin and scandal among the laity. Except that hasn't happened, and it won't happen. Which is why I go back to the timing of this event, at the end of the first week of the Amazon Synod, with a statement made that took our eyes off the mess in Rome, which included disgusting images of women nursing animals like babies, pagan idols placed before and on altars at the Mass, and all manner of liturgical abuse permitted in the name of inclusion, including strange pictures of a woman in a rowboat being brought down during the procession at the start of the Mass. And of course, admissions that the program they are pushing is revolutionary. But instead, we all spent time being glued to the stories about a pope admitting heresy. Remember, Francis says he likes confusion. Mission accomplished. That, I think, was the real reason these statements were put out there in the first place. All the major Catholic commentators from the West were there. LifeSite, Catholic Family News, Church Militant, The Remnant, plus the major figures of the alternative Catholic media were mostly there, at least briefly. And this statement took virtually everyone's eyes off the Synod. I almost wonder what they accomplished in that time. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Antonio Sochi covered the denial of this statement by the Pope. 
He points out the absurdity of the situation, and pointed out that if true, then Bergoglio must go, because no non-Catholic can be Pope, or that's the general belief of the Church anyway. This isn't merely heresy, as there have been heretical Popes in the past, regardless of what St. Robert Bellarmine may have said on the topic. Rather, this would be an issue of apostasy, a denial of the Christian faith in its entirely. Sochi records the words of the Vatican in an October 12th press release, which some other journalists called a forceful denial, but I guess you'll see, like I did, that it isn't forceful at all. Quote, The words that Dr. Eugenio Scalfari attributes in quotation marks to the Holy Father during talks with him cannot be considered a faithful account of what was actually said, but represents a personal and free interpretation of what he heard. As appears completely evident, but from what is written today regarding the divinity of Jesus Christ. End quote. Yeah, that's not forceful to my ears, to be honest. Sochi is the author of The Fourth Secret of Fatima and his new book on the, uh, on the Benedict versus Francis question. He's familiar with the scandals and the ambiguities of the present pontificate and the scandals it keeps causing. With that in mind, here's a quote from Sochi that sells the situation. Quote, but how can the denial of Christ's divinity attributed to the Pope in quotation marks be a free interpretation? Is it possible to freely attribute a heresy to a Pope with a quotation that is not true? If someone interviewed the Italian head of state and falsely claimed that he issued a declaration of war against France, would the Quirinal merely say that this quotation was a personal and free interpretation of the interviewer? No, it would categorically deny it. More than a billion Catholics have the sacrosanct right to have either a clear denial or else to know that at the helm of the church there is a captain who does not profess any more the Catholic faith. Instead, the shepherd does not care about the flock. Since 2013, there have been so many disturbing outrages, and any of the faithful who have expressed disagreement have simply been insulted. No pope has ever been like this. End quote. And that's the crux of the problem. Sochi goes on to point out that historians generally agree that the church has never seen anything like this, and that's true. So what do we have? Did Francis say that to Scalfari? I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'll say this much. The timing here is the issue for me. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he said it, because it's a statement that fits with its, the history of statements about his eschatology. Where he denies that there's a hell that most people go to heaven or are annihilated upon death. A denial of the divinity of Christ isn't that far-fetched in that, con in that context. But remember the timing and then look to what transpired over the weekend at the Synod. And in light of all that... Keep praying for the church every day, and especially during the Synod. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.